The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, is a visit of the Magi to see the newborn baby Jesus. So we read from verse 1. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, the Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem. Verse 3, when King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Verse 6, and you Bethlehem, land of Judah, by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me a word that I too may go and do him homage. Verse 10, they were overjoyed at seeing the star. And on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. When they had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you, Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. Then was fulfilled what had been said through Jeremiah the prophet. A voice was heard in Ramah sobbing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children, and she would not be consoled since... They were no more. And then, verse 21, Joseph rose, took the child and his mother after being, after the Lord appeared, the angel of the Lord appearing to him in a dream. And Joseph rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. He stayed there until the death of Herod, that what the Lord had said through the prophet might be fulfilled, out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been deceived by the Magi, he became furious. He ordered the massacre of all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity, two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had ascertained from the Magi. Verse 18. Lord, we pray that you may speak into our hearts. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Help us to fix our eyes on you, to focus our mind to you, and to learn something new from your word that is going to transform our hearts, change our lives, and cause us to be just like you. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. So, this chapter 2 is about the birth of Jesus and went to the land of Israel. And the topic of our meditation is, and 
there were other people who are rejoicing as well probably that we haven't been told about but it was also a very bitter experience to one of the ruling authorities Herod and uh, we see the experience of what happened technically it's like he just wanted to kill this child probably he thought that is he did not understand that the kingdom that Jesus was coming to establish was not the kingdom of this world so he was feeling like he's threatened you know and he didn't want to lose his kingdom his reign his you know his um, kingly throne on earth and so he searched to kill this child unfortunately or fortunately we just need to be encouraged because god has the final say and this is a revelation that the enemies of our destiny shall never prevail against us because as the bible records is that if god be for us who shall stand against us if god be on our side who shall stand against us god is always by our side no matter what comes our way he is already emmanuel god with us and here we just realize that even though there was all this going on with herod you know his weapons and threats could not prevail because god always has the final say so before even jesus was born it was known to abba father what he was going to encounter so i believe there was already a provision for what was going to happen when the, change, the challenges come and that is why he allowed the prophets to prophesy these different kind of scriptures like what happened a voice was heard in rama rachel weeping for her children and also the major major one is that out of egypt i called my son and the fact that jesus was to be called jesus the nazarene so it doesn't matter what happens in between and so is our life remember many other times when we go through bitter experiences but they do not negate the fact that the end of of our purpose is a sweet or a great experience the presence of bitterness does not mean there will not be a sweet experience you know we know that jesus on the cross said i'm thirsty and they gave him vinegar that did not dilute the salvation that he was dying to give to the whole world jesus at gethsemane said father take this cup away from me yet not my will but your will be done so even though he said that he was going through that stuff bitter experience in the gethsemane it did not mean that his love to accomplish and do the will of the father was diluted and we know that uh, many bitter moments of our lives or many 
instances or circumstances that come to our way. And we might experience that painful situation or that bitter situation. You know, bitterness is that which we do not want. In a, you know, if you're drinking, I imagine like the way they gave Jesus vinegar. And bitterness, how do we experience it? It is that thing in your tongue that you just want to spit out. You know, you don't want that. But it does not have the power to nullify that the sweetness that is meant to produce. So many times we are bound to experience bitter situations, bitter words from people, maybe subjected to bitter circumstances that we would like to spit them out. We wouldn't want to be in that situation, but it is meant to happen. So when we fix our eyes on Jesus, he has the power and the ability to produce something that is going to be sweet, even though there was that bitter experience, even though there was that bitterness, it will not nullify the love, the presence of God, the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, the purpose, you know, the experience that the Lord wants us to, to experience as an end result will be sweet. So when we look at the life of Jesus and we see what happened that the angel appeared to Joseph, you know, before even that, uh, when the Magi came to see the child, the angel knew or God knew and he warned them in a dream. You see, God was in control all through this, this, um, this process and they could not go back to Herod even though secretly the Bible says that he had planned to use them for his wicked plan as weapons of wickedness. But God is the ultimate. He is still in charge. And that is why Isaiah 44, 7 says that no weapon formed against you shall prevail. And the beauty of this scripture is actually what Isaiah 54, 16 says. And what does it say? Isaiah 54 verse 16 says, Lo, I have created the craftsman who blows on the burning coals and forges weapons as his work. It is I also who have created the destroyer to work havoc. 17. No weapon fashioned against you shall prevail. What do we learn from these two scriptures? We learn that before the weapon was fashioned, it is the Lord who has created that destroyer to work havoc. Because he, <laughs> that is what the Bible tells us. You know? And then it says, Every tongue shall prove force that launches an accusation against you. This is the lot of the servants of the Lord. Their vindication from me, says the Lord. Look at this, this scripture and then look at what happened. Herod plans secretly with the Magi, but the Lord is over us. So they are warned in a dream, and they could not resist what the Lord had planned, so they could not go back to Herod. 
And because of that also, the angel of the Lord comes and talks to Joseph and tells Joseph, take the child and flee to Egypt because they are seeking to destroy the child. Jesus could not be killed before his time. He could not be destroyed before his time. It did not matter whatever they planned. Well, he came to die fine, but not as a child. He had to first do the ministry that was entrusted to him. So these bitter experiences, imagine even his own, his mother Mary, what she was experiencing. This bitter experience that uh, they were going through, that they were, the Holy Family was experiencing, was meant to serve to produce something sweet. Something sweet, you know. And this is the beauty of salvation that there had to be many bitter experiences. Nobody likes bitter. Nobody likes pain. But it happens to come along the way. It happens to just find its way. And they went to Egypt. We do not even know the struggles they had to go through, but definitely or probably they had to go through different kind of struggles because Joseph being uh, just a laborer, so imagine in a foreign land looking for a job to sustain the mother and child. They're traveling, you know, traveling with a child on a donkey for, you know, a child that is not even two years yet. Definitely wasn't an easy time. But all these bitter experiences, probably that's why also we read that um, Mary pondered everything in her heart because she knew that these bitter experiences will not last you know, there is something greater that the Lord always has in store. So today, it is a consolation that even if they massacred all these children, they could not manage to reach the child, the child who was born to bring life, to be the life-giving presence of God. He is the life-giving presence of God. So even if Herod killed these children, he also died. He killed the children and he also died. But Jesus came to restore life. He's still restoring life even today. So we are learning something new that even though we have enemies of our destiny, enemies who try to threaten our purpose by, you know, causing us to go through bitter experiences, painful experiences, bitter experiences, we just have to focus on the sweet, the sweet thing the Lord is working behind the scenes of our lives that we'll definitely have to come out when we trust him. And when we see the life of Jesus, he was just born into a world that is coming to save and he was rejected even before he was born. And when he was born, they wanted to kill him. Even though he freely gave his his body, his, his body to suffer and to die for sin, you know, so... We learn that God is always in charge, always in control. He's always on time. So we can never ever get to a point where we imagine that all is lost. Because the experiences that we go through every day, they have a reason. Probably you might not understand the reason when you are going through, but we need to know that the end result will be unveiled one day. And also we need to engrave these words in our hearts. 
that the Lord shall frustrate the plans of all our enemies. A shepherd, Jesus, is born. He is a good shepherd. So if a shepherd is born, then it is a, a moment to rejoice. Because we know that a shepherd comes to restore that which was lost. We also have a God who can access the deepest recesses of our heart. And thus, he knows our secrets. Hence, nothing is hidden before his sight. So whatever Herod thought was hidden when he was meeting the Magi was actually exposed before the Lord. And he intervened in a special way. So the enemies devise many plans, but only God's plan will prevail. Our enemies will devise many plans, the enemies of our soul, the enemies of our destiny, but only the plan of God will prevail. So this calls for us to fix our eyes on Jesus, to rejoice that a king was born, a shepherd was born to us, and like the Magi did, to worship him, to honor him, to enthrone him, he who fights our battles, to honor he who has designed our lives accordingly, who always cares for us. Jesus prayed to Abba Father in the Gospel of John, chapter 17, before he left the world. He was praying and he said, Holy Father, I pray that you may protect these ones that you have given me from the evil one. So before Jesus left the earth, he already prayed for us. And when he left, where he went, at the right hand of God the Father, where he seated, he is still interceding for us. So we thank him and honor him. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we bless you, we honor you, we praise you, we worship you. Thank you, Lord, for revealing to us the mysteries of your word, that the enemies of our destiny and purpose shall be frustrated, because you are our shepherd, you are our God, you are the good shepherd, Lord, and you created us for yourself and for a purpose that we have to live, to accomplish. It doesn't matter what experiences come our way, but Lord, we pray that you may help us not to focus on bitter experiences that find us, but to know that you have the power to work out, even through that bitterness, something sweet that is going to causes to rejoice in you, to be happy, just like your birth was meant to be a sweet experience, but all the bitter moments that came along did not nullify your purpose, you still accomplished your purpose and you became the savior of the world. You rescued us from sin and you are glorified. And now you are interceding for us. Lord, we worship you. Thank you, Jesus, for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for seeing us through every challenge and every situation in our lives. We bless you and we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.